so good to see you. Thanks for the invite. Oh my, it's a pleasure. I'm gonna sit here, take some notes, but you're gonna be telling people why they suck at vascular access. <laughs> It's pretty harsh, man. Yes, because I sucked <laughs> until I picked it up. Yeah. All right. Well, let the people know. All right. So welcome, everybody. Welcome to ResusX. Very excited to be here. I'm, I'm honored that I was invited to show clinicians how to not suck at the ultrasound. <laughs> so why do I use that? Because I always saw myself as someone who's trying their best. ER, the, the guy that put it in. Right when Iffy, Sister Hilda, whoever couldn't get it in after 30 years of experience, I was able to get it in blind, and so that felt really good. We're talking dopamine response. I'm the hero. Feels great, right? But my success rate was not as high as I would like it to be until I picked one of these up. Game changer. Now a lot of pride had to be pushed down because I felt really good doing blind, but I picked up the ultrasound. Ultrasound should be the standard, not the exception, especially with the success rate that we can get with this. So I'm hoping I'll give you some tips and tricks that you guys have not learned yet and something you can utilize and look like magicians to uh, the floor stack when you guys go back. So let's get to it. Ultrasound, of course, we need the pro to be in the right orientation. One trick you can use, how many of you guys use uh, insert for pediatric patients or emaciated, uh, very superficial veins? Anybody out there, right? Isn't it difficult to use one of these? Why? Because you don't have margin of error. You cannot miss when you stick the skin. You have to hit the skin perfectly. So I'm going to show you how to do that. It's called a gel tower, okay? So right now, let's pick our most superficial vein right there. It's got a little bit of space, but let's say it's further up to 0.01 centimeters, okay? Very difficult to stick. So what we're going to do, can you guys see the camera? Right there, perfect. And mind you, you want to do this with sterile gel, not with the bottle gel. So at this point here, is the uh, visuals popping up? Good. This point here, I don't have a lot of margin of error. If I miss that stick by just a little bit, say, I don't know, like right here, can you guys see that needle? I missed it. Okay, one trick to use, if you have enough wiggle room and if the patient's not moving because of the pain, you can actually pivot your needle to enter from the side. There's no rule book saying you have to enter from the top. So go from the side if you do miss. However, they might be so superficial or have some kind of anatomical anomaly where you're just like, I can't go through the side. Here's a trick. I'm using the gel to give me my buffer. It's increasing my margin of error here. Now I'm able to navigate the needle without touching the skin. And this is sterile gel, keep that in mind, okay? This is why we want to use sterile gel. Now I can navigate to the skin, there's no ouch, there's no pain, and I'm in the vein, all right? So that's another one trick that you guys can use, especially for the pediatric, they don't like you digging around, and the longer you dig around, the more they're gonna to wanna to move, okay? So you got small window of time, small margin of error with the skin, just use this to help you navigate before 
the patient feels the pain, okay? So that'll look like magic right there. Another thing is when you guys, and I'll show you why this is also important. After you insert and you cannulate or advance a catheter, I encourage you guys to watch it in long view, especially when you can't flush or when you can't pull back blood. Well, you're in the vein, but what the heck is going on? And we're going to talk about that in a second as well. I'm going to pull that back. Okay. Another thing, this is a trick for you guys while you're sterile. Remember, ANTT, aseptic non-touch technique. If you guys are using sterile gloves, which I don't think a lot of us are for ultrasound guided, right? If you do decide to use sterile gloves, you can do this as well. Let's see. Can you go back to the camera? Anybody know why I would want to bend the needle before inserting? So it stays in the lumen. Why is it not staying in the lumen? It's crossing another, or remember, the veins are not straight. These are because we manufactured it to be. But the vein can go, while it's up proximally, it can go superficial. It curves. There's a lot of movement in, in vector changes. So if you have one that's great here, deep, but then it goes shallower, it's going up. But can you go back to this the screen? Let's say you inserted pretty deep, right? And now you're about to tap the vein. You hit the vein right here. You can't go up any further. You can't pitch that needle up. There's no more room normal angle depth to be able to fix that issue, right? If you had scanned it and assessed it like we're supposed to beforehand and see it going up, then you could preemptively bend the needle. So now when I'm in, I have a lot more room to pitch that needle back up. So that's one trick. I, I know some anesthesiologists use this trick. I don't Prefer this technique, I'll use it if I have a good assessment, but usually ER trauma, we're moving pretty fast. We find out after we're in. So what I'll do, and I've done this plenty of times, once you puncture the skin, subcutaneously, there's not a lot of nerve endings, if any, except for the fascia and the tunica externa. They'll feel that pain a little bit. So what I'll do is after I insert navigate, and I'm in, and then I find out crap, I need to go back up, I need to pitch it up more. You can use the skin as leverage, your fulcrum point, to bend the needle, again, sterile technique, and now you go in and you need to pitch it just a little bit up. Now you can pitch it up with that tiny bit of bend. You don't, I'm exaggerating the bend here, you don't need the bend to be this much, you just need a little bit of pitch to get it up and through. Exactly, all right, so that's one other technique. Can we go to the slides? We'll do Q&A. This is for us, because they come, us, come to us and we stick them the first time they walk in the hospital. We're usually the ones to poke them. We have an intuition about this. We've been talking about it. What do we call these patients? Anybody know? What's the acronym that we use? Divas. 
difficult IV access patients. Okay? We know this instinctively, but Loon and his associates quantified it. At their facility, they found out known divas who come to the hospital are four times more likely to get multiple sticks. So our policies of, hey, three people need to try twice. That's six sticks guaranteed for this patient until we get to the ultrasound. So why not just pick up the ultrasound from the get-go, okay? So that's one thing I wanted to talk about real quick. That's our soapbox. If you want to understand ultrasound, you have to understand the technology. How does it work? Because if you don't know how it works, you don't know how to troubleshoot. It's a beam that goes down. And can we go back down to the camera? It's a beam that's going to hit and bounce back. Remember, this is also a sensor, not just a transmitter. It not only transmits energy, but also receives energy. And so you have to allow for that beam to come back up. What would happen if I sent the beam this way? Less likely hit that sensor. However, what most people miss, anybody here have a hard time finding the needle tip as they advance? We all do, okay? This is the number one trick to mitigate this problem. When we insert, let's see here. I'm not trying to hit the vein. <laughs> okay. You see the tissue moving, correct? But you don't really see the needle tip. Why is that? I want you to look at the angle of my needle. Remember what I talked about trajectory and the vector of the probe energy? It's not perpendicular to the needle. You have to be perpendicular, so you tilt. Look at that. Now it's going to be a lot brighter. Another trick that a lot of people miss, when you've been doing ultrasound, anybody know what a shadow is from an ultrasound, right? Now apply that to the needle. The needle is a dense object. And Haney, just let me know when I need to quit because I can go on forever. <laughs> so there's my shadow. Now I know that's where the needle is. But I'm not at the tip. So that means if I advance, I'm going through tissue and I don't know where. So you want to find that tip, find that shadow, follow and slide while tilted. You want to slide that point. Do you see that hyperechoic dot? Right? Do you see shadow now? I slid it past the needle. When you're not, when you can't see the needle, it's when you're off of it. So go back right to that dot. I'm gonna pass it. No movement, can't see it. Now I'm gonna slide it back towards the needle. Now I see that dot, right? So that's how you identify and find that tip. It's gonna be key so we don't accidentally perf something we're not supposed to, right? So those are some tips for finding your needle tip, finding your, being able to re-vector your needle so that you're not perfect through and through. Can we go back to the slide? Perfect. This is a diagram of what's actually going on. This is a great video, and you can find it on YouTube of what's actually going on with your signal. Do you see how a relationship to the needle, you're missing the energy. It's not going back to the probe. That's why the probe can't see it. 
So that's how the energy moves. This is also something to, as a caveat. When you're tilting, remember, the vein's like this, but we tilted past it. What's going to happen to the visualization of the vein? It's going to disappear a little bit. So you're compromising one for the other, and as you're tilting, you'll find a happy medium. Okay? So the utility of longitudinal is this. This is a case study of a catheter that I advanced right when I hit the vein. But I got stuck. What did I get stuck on? What do you think? There was a valve obstruction because of the angle that I was inserting at. Anybody try floating their catheters? How often does that work? Every single time? For me, a bit, I've been told about the magic of floating. I can never figure out how to get it. This is why. Because you're at such a hard angle that you can't readjust to the center of the vein. So what should you do now? This is what I attempted. What was I doing here? Yeah, that, that's not going anywhere past that valve. I tried pushing a little bit, saw it bending a lot, so I stopped. However, this is something that we're probably going to do. What happened right there? The tissue's expanding. That's never good. Tissue's not supposed to expand locally like that. Maybe the whole vein and the lumen but not a point of where the uh, bulb of the valve was. I decided not to keep flushing it, stopped. What do you think the next step will be, anybody? What's up? Pull out, find a new vessel. That's possible, I was tempted to. But because I was able to visualize it in long view and I had that skill, I worked on that skill to be able to see the entire vein, I was able to do this. And also this is important for you guys to work with purchasing. I got the right catheter. So if you can go back to the camera. This is the length of your traditional ER IV. This is a regular PIV. This is what I used. 6.4 centimeter, plenty of vein purchase to finagle and troubleshoot. You guys see the difference? Here's another thing that people are not realizing. How much does that skin move? What do you think? How many centimeters do you think the patient's skin moves? How many? Huh? Yeah, fat arms, right? Or used to be fat. They move five centimeters, possibly even six. This is a 2.1. Even though you're in situ of the vein now, move around a little bit, it's come out. This is why we infiltrate frequently. So purchasing the right equipment is gonna be very important. Slide and then we'll end with this one. So this is what I was able to do because I had the skills to visualize longitudinally. I pulled back free obstruction, basically at the bulb of the valve or the middle of the valve, and I was able to flush and draw back blood. But that's only because I saw it. Otherwise, what would we have done? Pull out and find a new vein. So I was able to preserve this vein, preserve this line, and use it for one liter of hydration is all they needed.
So anyways, I want to encourage you guys to work on that ultrasound skill. These are a couple tips. I'm here as a resource. Please ask me any questions you have. Thank you.